Hey, what is going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the four-game NBA main slate on Sunday. If you're a first-time viewer, welcome to my channel. Again, I make content for DraftKings, for Prize Picks, and for NBA Top Shot. If you are looking for more in-depth content for DFS, I do offer that on Patreon.com. A few different packages: NBA, um, USFL, uh, which just started, and esports. So, if you're looking for more in-depth content, you can check out my Patreon linked in the description below. The sponsor of today's video, guys, is Prize Picks. We've been doing very, very well in the Prize Picks video, so make sure to check that out. I believe it's now like 13 of 16 in the last five days. But um, yeah, I'll have a prize pick video up after this. But yeah, prize picks is a sponsor. If you're a first time viewer, you can use the code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. Um, all right. So with that out of the way, let's get into the video really quick. Let's go over mine up here from tonight. So going into the late two games, I thought I had a very, very good chance to take down the tournament I was in. Um, but we just had subpar game from Embiid and then massive blowout in that Denver game. So Jokic got pulled at the end. Was a little bit tilting how many first half minutes DeMarcus Cousins played too. Don't get me started there. Eight first half minutes for DeMarcus Cousins. What do you, what are we doing? What are we doing, Mike Malone? But yeah, so let's go over my lineup. I finished an eighth, uh, still a 4X night, but ugh. Again, I was only 13 points off of first. Uh, just very, very subpar games from, from Embiid and Jokic. Uh, but the reason I thought I had a good chance was I had a 1% McDaniels go for 35. I had both the Dallas guards, who obviously I was very high on. They smashed. Um, and then I had a low on Brandon Clark go for 36. So I was like, I'm going to the late game. I'm already in the cash easily with Embiid and Jokic and then Monte Morris. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is going to be it. I think I'm going to take down, but... Subpar games from Jokic and B. It's a little bit tilted about that, but still, overall, it was a really, really good night. Uh, so, hope you guys did a good night as well. And let's talk about this four game slate. So, first game here is Atlanta and Miami. On the Atlanta side, the big news to keep an eye on, or the big news to talk about is Clint Capella. He is confirmed out, and he's going to be out for at least a week. Um, as far as John Collins goes, he is questionable. So, um, this could obviously change things of how we're going to attack Atlanta if John Collins plays. For example, if John Collins misses, I mean, you're probably going to get Okongu and Gorgie Jang splitting the sentiments. They could theoretically maybe go a little bit small ball with Daniel Gawinari for a bit, but um, you would probably get the sentiments split between Okongu and Jang. Now, if, if John Collins plays, then I'm worried about the minutes for both Okongu and Jang because uh, I think Atlanta would prefer to try to go small a bit with John Collins in the five. But the question is, how many minutes can John Collins play if he even plays? So that is kind of the big question mark here for Atlanta is Collins, whether or not he plays. And if he does, how many minutes can he play? But yeah, Trey Young, 9.8K. I know Miami's good defensively, and this is one team I'm, I'm definitely scared about targeting players against. But I think we're going to get, you know, 38 to 40 minutes from Trey Young here. So um, I think he's definitely a viable tournament play. Probably someone I wouldn't play in a cash game, but obviously has a ceiling. Now, the secondary options, it kind of depends on Collins. If Collins is out, I'm going to like Badanovich, Gallinari, Hunter, Herder a lot more. If Collins is in, I think all those other options are kind of just secondary plays for me. So again, it's really, really big to keep an eye on that. I would say if John Collins misses, it's Bogdanovich that has the highest ceiling. Um, we also saw Gallinari, for what's worth, play 41 minutes last game in that game against Cleveland. So um, obviously he can play uh, big, big minutes. And then John Collins himself, again, if he plays and like isn't limited a ton, I think you can make the argument for him at 5-3. So we'll keep an eye on that news. That's definitely important for uh, the slate in general. But again, if he misses, you can maybe consider min-price Gordy Jang. He played five minutes in that Cleveland game in the uh, second half. Um, 
again, Miami is a bigger team with either Bam or Deadman out there. So if, if Collins can't play, I would assume you probably get like 15-ish minutes from Gorgie Jang off the bench, which would make him play in play at the flatman price. All right, and the Miami side, they have a lot of guys listed as questionable. A lot of that from was when the regular season finale when a lot of guys sat. So I'm assuming all these guys are good to go here for Miami. So starting at the top, we have Jimmy and Bam. I think both are pretty safe plays, 8-4 and 8K respectively. Uh, good matchup here for both. I expect, you know, mid-30s minutes for, for Bam Adebayo. He was cleared from the health and safety protocols. And then probably, you know, 38 or so from Jimmy Butler. So they're both pretty good options. The only issue with Miami is they're fully healthy. And when Miami is a fully healthy team, they're very balanced. They have a lot of guys in kind of takeover, right? It could be Jimmy. It could be Bam. It could be Hero off the bench. Lowry has good games, right? Max Struss and, and you know, Duncan Robinson can get hot. Um, Oladipo, if he's even in the rotation, is a guy that, you know, is a relatively high usage player. So um, Miami's tricky for that reason, but I think Jimmy Bam, probably the top guys. Hero and Lowry are kind of just there for me. I think Hero has the higher ceiling. Um, you know, he's probably playing 30 to 35 minutes here. Um, but the price point is just kind of feels about right. Lowry at 6K, I think is a little bit safer, maybe not as high of a ceiling, but we should get, you know, mid 30s minutes from Kyle Lowry in the spot. So I think the main four guys are all in play here for Miami, but no like standouts. I'm not going to be like, oh my gosh, I absolutely need to play Bam at 8K, or I absolutely need to play Lowry at 6K. They all kind of just look okay. Oladipo, I'm honestly not even sure if he's going to be in the rotation. Um, so uh, I will definitely not be playing him at that price point. Um, I would assume Max Struss gets some decent minutes here for two. I think he's a viable value play. You also have PJ Tucker at 3.3, who, um, again, should be ready for the playoffs. You're not going to get massive minutes from him, uh, but he's probably playing some of the neighborhood of 25 to 30 minutes. He'll probably get you like 15 fancy points at that price point. Again, it's okay. I would put him like similar play to like Maxi Kleba today, right? Where Kleba is very popular. And got like 16 feints points for everyone. Well, yeah, Tucker probably not going to win you a tournament, but he can get you 15 to 20. So, and then Deadman again, 3.5K. He's questionable. Um, he'll play the backup five if he plays and play like around 15 minutes. 15 minutes if he misses. Maybe you do see some Omer at seven at the flatman price. So, we'll keep an eye on that one. All right, Brooklyn and Boston. So, this is a series I am really, really excited to watch um, on the Brooklyn side. KD, Kyrie, I know Boston's good defensively, but I still like both the net stars. I lean KD over Kyrie. I think he has a little bit of a higher floor. I mean, three of the last four games, 11, 16, and 11 assists for Kevin Durant. And then Kyrie Irving's obviously playing massive minutes as well. Um, he's been doing a lot of the ball handling. So both the main guys here for Brooklyn, I think, look pretty decent. I lean KD, though, over Kyrie. But if you want to go for the Kyrie revenge game narrative against his former team, I'm totally fine with that. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how Boston defends Brooklyn. Do they play it kind of like um, Cleveland, where they, where they just basically left Bruce Brown open, and he just had to orchestrate the offense? If that's the case, you can look to Bruce Brown at 6'5". He's also a good defender. He's one of their few good defenders of the team. So I think Bruce Brown's interesting here. Um, if they play similar defense to how the Cavs played it and just left Bruce Brown open, then I think you can definitely consider him at the price point because he's going to do a lot of the playmaking role. Now, the center position, we have Drummond, we have Claxton. Drummond's at 6-2. Uh, Claxton is at 4-6. Both are decent point-per-minute guys. Drummond's actually the better point-per-minute guy of the two, but don't know how they're going to utilize minutes-wise. They could also go small, too, so... Both are more tournament plays their respective price points. Um, now, Seth Curry, I know he was massive chalk last game and let everyone down. 
I'm totally fine going back to the wall. You have to have short-term memory here in DFS. So who cares that he got you four, if you played him, that he got you four fantasy points in 34 minutes? That should not affect what your decision-making in the next game, right? So you probably get, you know, around 30 minutes from Seth Curry, maybe more. If he knocks down his shots, I think he plays more. So uh, definitely someone we can consider for value. Also intrigued by Goran Dragic. He only played 10 minutes last game. I rolled the dice on him, but was very tilted. He only played that. But I think he plays more here. So I think Dragic's an interesting play. I don't think any anyone plays him based on the last game. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't get to Patty Mills or Kessler Edwards or Brooklyn. On the Boston side, so we kind of know what the playoff rotation is going to be here, right? It's going to be Tatum, Brown, Horford, Smart, um, and Tice starting with, with uh, Derek White coming out of the bench, Pritchard, uh, and Grant Williams. So we know uh, the Boston eight-man rotation. Um, as far as the, the spend-ups go, Tatum and Brown, I mean, Brooklyn plays no defense, so I'm totally fine with either. Um, maybe the smallest of leans to Tatum, but... I think they're very similar plays. Now, Al Horford at 6'6", I think he's playing like 35 minutes here. Um, I think he's a little bit underpriced. I think he's a safe play. Probably doesn't have the same ceiling as Brown and Tatum, but he's a guy that can contribute in a lot of different ways. And then Marcus Smart, I also think is very safe. I think we get like 35 minutes of Marcus Smart here. 5'5 five, five is too underpriced. One of their better defenders. Um, yeah, I, I like Marcus Smart quite a bit here. I think Derek White's fine off the bench as a pivot, but I think Marcus Smart's the much safer play. Daniel Tice should start, probably play somewhere in the neighborhood of like 20 to 30 minutes. I think he's kind of just like a neutral play to me. Don't love him. Don't hate him. Um, bench guys, Pritchard will be productive when he's out there, but probably only sees like 15 or so minutes, more of a tournament option. Grant Williams at 3-9, not, won't be super productive. Probably plays, you know, 20-ish minutes. It's doable, but you're not going to feel good about it. Um, and yeah, that's it for Boston. So let's move on to Chicago, Milwaukee. This game does have some blowout risk. I mean, Chicago has been awful, absolutely awful against good teams. So obviously you do have to factor that in. But um, the main three for Chicago feel a little bit underpriced with DeRozan, Vooch, and Levine. I think all three of these guys in a competitive game play like 38 to 40 minutes. So DeRozan's been the guy, uh, the most consistent for uh, the big three uh, this year. Vooch, and Levine have had games as well. But the issue is trying to nail down, again, who is who is it going to be in a night-to-night basis. So all three of the big three are in play, but again, you do have to factor in the chance that they get blown out because this team has been awful uh, recently. And then, like, the value plays are all just, like, I just, like, group them all together. They all look very similar. Like, Pat Williams and Io and Kobe and Caruso. It's just, like, they're all just there. Um... I don't really have any strong takes on these guys. So, like, they're not out of play, but there's just no standouts there from the value for Chicago. On the Milwaukee side, so I love this spot here for Milwaukee. This Bulls team is awful defensively. So, like, the big three in Giannis, Drew, and Milton all look good. I think Giannis is too underpriced at 11K. The only thing I think you have to worry about here is potential this game blows out. Um, oh, also, I will mention, Chicago hinted there's a chance that they could start Tristan Thompson at the four. So, keep an eye on that. We actually saw that happen last time they played in Milwaukee. They started Thompson alongside Vooch. So if that happens, you can obviously consider Thompson a 3.2K. Yeah, back to Milwaukee again. Giannis looks phenomenal. He's just, he's like a 12K player. So 11K is two underpriced for Giannis under the combo. Middleton and Drew, I think both look solid as well. Both have their ceilings. Neither standouts, but again, I love, love the matchup here. And the bigs will be kind of split between Portis and Lopez. They're just more secondary options for me. Grayson Allen should play like 25 or so minutes off the bench. Again, just kind of looks okay. 
Um, Wes Matthews should play decent minutes, but I'm not going to play him. So, um, yeah, that's it for Milwaukee. Let's finish up with the Pelicans and the Suns. So, I know the Suns are a good team, and they're pretty big favorites in this game. But, like, to be honest, the Pelicans guys are too cheap. Uh, CJ Ingram and Jonas Valanciunas are all underpriced, in my opinion. So, I'm pretty high in all three of the Pelicans. And CJ and Ingram and Jonas Valanciunas. I think my favorite is JV. Now, obviously, we talked about that last game, but potentially if they go small, that, you know, the guy who benefits is Larry Nance. And a couple of you guys took a huge advantage of that, so congrats, uh, congrats on your takedowns. But this is a spot I'm not worried about JV minutes, right? We don't have to worry about the Suns going small. The Suns don't go small. They have Aiden or they have Javel McGee out there. So you do not have to worry about that. And if we get, like, 36 minutes like we did here against the Spurs two games ago, I think JV stands out as a great play at this price. So I think he bounces back. He had an awful game last game. Plus, they went small and he lost minutes. But, again, short-term memory. I think he looks really good. I think Ingram's probably your safest. Ingram played 43 minutes. Again, shooting guard, small forward, eligible as well. I know the Suns are good defensively. But 7-8 for a guy that should play around 40 minutes, that's too underpriced. And I think CJ is a little bit underpriced too. So maybe this is a hot take. But I really, really like the Pelicans on this four-game slate. Herbert Jones at 4-6, um, he's kind of just there. Again, two games ago was definitely an outlier. I think more often than not, he's getting around 20 or so fancy points, but he'll play a lot of minutes. Again, he's just more out there for his defense. Um, Nance, be careful. I would be care- I would be very, very careful about Larry Nance. I don't think he's going to play a lot alongside Jones Valanciunas. And like I said, I think JV matches up better against his son's big front court than Larry Nance. So I'm probably not going to chase the Larry Nance game. Alvarado has been in uh, the rotation over Devontae Graham. They played 17 minutes and 22 of the last couple. He's a fine GBP play. He's not going to play huge minutes. Jackson Hayes at 39. The minutes have really been ticking down on him. He's been starting, but hasn't been playing a ton. So hard to go there. I'll mention Trey Murphy, 3.5. He's played pretty well uh, over you know the last few weeks, and he played very well in that elimination game. That's a clipper. So yeah, he's kind of score independent, but I think he's going to be a decent part of this rotation. So uh, if you want a cheap option, I think you could do worse than Trey Murphy. And finally, the Phoenix Suns. So um, we have Paul, we have Booker, 9K and 7-6 respectively. I mean, I think Chris Paul stands out as one of the better plays in the slate. He's probably playing 35 to 40 minutes. Um, he's a guy that can obviously contribute in a lot of different ways. He has that higher floor than Booker because of the assist. So I think Paul looks really, really good. Booker has a little bit of higher ceiling, a little bit of a lower floor, though. He becomes more scoring dependent when Chris Paul's out there. So both the Phoenix guards I like. Again, Paul, it's usually my same analysis. Paul, the safer option. Booker, the, the higher upside. And then DeAndre Aiden at 7K. I think he plays 30 to 35 minutes. Um, I think he feels a little bit underpriced. So uh, I think he's a solid option. Um, Bridges at 5-2. He's going to play huge minutes. I think he just looks like a neutral play. Campaign's a little bit too pricey. Cam Johnson's too pricey. Um, McGee's definitely too pricey. Jay Crowder at 4-2. I think it looks decent. I think he's going to play somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, close to 30 minutes. Probably not going to win you a tournament, but he probably won't kill you either. So I think he stands out as a pretty safe value play on this four-game slate. But yeah, that's going to wrap it up for the video today, guys. So if you haven't enjoyed the content, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. All that good stuff really helps me out a ton. Appreciate your support as always, and I'll see everyone in the next video.